Saigon Oi! You are now listening to the Creators in Saigon podcast. I'm Dana Drejos, an American expat who's been living in Saigon, Vietnam since July 2018. Like most visitors here, I fell in love with the energy of this city. This energy is generated by the inspiring people here who decided to improve themselves and to be afraid and do it anyway in order to share their gift, passion, or message with our community. These are the people I bring to you in this podcast. So if you're not driving a motorbike right now, get out a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes. And if you are driving, turn the sound up so you can hear over the famous Saigon traffic. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Creators in Saigon podcast. Have you been feeling lately like you've totally hit a wall and you're wondering when things will get better? If so, it's no coincidence that you've found this podcast episode. Our guest today is my good friend Lam Tu. She is a Saigon local who works with clients in Vietnam and all around the world who are ready to take the responsibility to heal their childhood wounds and grow into the highest version of themselves. There's a reason why you feel frustrated and stuck, why none of your relationships seem to work out, why you don't feel confident at work, or why you thought moving abroad would solve all your problems and it didn't. Lam is here to help you see and live in your truth, which means being who you really are, not who you think you should or shouldn't be. Ignoring your negative feelings, keeping busy all the time, chasing highs, and blaming others for your problems are all what keep you from uncovering your authentic creative self. We all want to create an amazing life for ourselves, and that has to start internally, not externally which is a lesson I've personally had to learn over and over again. But where do we start? You'll learn this and more in episode number three of the Creators in Saigon podcast. Here it is. Hi, Lam. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast here today. Hi, Dana. Thank you for having me here. It's such an honor. (laughs) I wish you guys could see us right now. (laughs) We are sitting on a yoga mat with a chair and a blanket over that chair. So it's kind of like a tent. I don't know if anyone growing up, I know me and my sister did this all the time where we would make blanket tents and and then sleep in them. And my parents were like, you have a room and a bed, like, why? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah it, feels, it feels kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're sweating it out. It's like a little sauna in here, but Definitely. we just yeah. want to make sure that the, the sound sounds as good as we can make it. I don't have a fancy sound studio or anything. And yet. I'm just, yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm just using my recorder on my phone. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast but are worried because you don't have the right equipment, 
hey, look at us. We are, <laughs> we are in this blanket tent with my phone, and that's it. <laughs> so you can do it too. So Lam is one of my really great friends here in Vietnam. So about how we met, um, there's a Facebook group called Weekday Gals here in Ho Chi Minh City, and one of our good friends, Kat, started it. And basically, if you live here and you're a girl, you can post in this group saying, hey, I'm going to be in this restaurant at this time. Mm -hmm. Would anyone like to join me? Mm. And then you'll get like 20 comments of other girls like, yeah, super down to meet up. So um, it was one of those meetups where we met. There were about, I think, eight other girls there. And I got there first. I was talking to another girl who I hadn't met before and um we were like she was a nice enough girl uh but we were kind of just talking about what it's like teaching in Vietnam which I've had this conversation with other teachers a million times so it wasn't a super stimulating conversation for me and I was kind of like half listening to that half listening to <laughs> Lam talking about her super interesting story <laughs> and so I kept like hearing bits and pieces of it and wanting to join in on that conversation and she was talking about this sort of bad relationship that she was in and it's <laughs> I remember I asked you like what did your parents think while you were with this guy mm. And you said, oh, well, I my parents are narcissists. Yeah. So, And I was like, what? What is that? Like, I've heard the term before. Mm -hmm. But can you explain, like, what that means exactly, a narcissist? Uh, so narcissists, they, they basically just like all of us, but uh, their childhood usually is really tough, and that kind of, like, damaged their brains, you know, a mm -hmm. little bit. And so at some point in their life, usually in, in back in the childhood, um, it's like their system kind of like shut down. And we, we, we say that oh, narcissists, they, they are like the, the type of people that lack of empathy. Okay, so they, <clears throat> they can try to mimic to act like they they feel you they understand you mm. but they they actually they don't or they can't because they they kind of like shut down themselves you know back when they were a little child to protect themselves in such a harsh environment mm. so growing up they have like difficult time relating to other people and they know that. So, you know, they have to find some kind of, like, tactic, you know, to cope up with life, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, they would try different ways to to make connection with others. And um, now, now looking back, I see that it's like they, they basically they just, like, desperately, you know, try to, to survive in this world. It's not like they, they intentionally mm -hmm. want to manipulate you or take advantage of you, but just because it's the only way that they know how to live in this life. Yeah, so... Mm. 
that's that's what I explain usually to people when they ask about narcissists. Mm. Yeah, and I was already kind of, my ears were already open to that kind of topic because um, I'm working with a client on her podcast and a lot of it is about that, but in terms of dating because a lot of people, uh, you can easily fall into a relationship with a narcissist because like you just said, they can mimic all of the emotions yeah. that they need to mimic yeah. to survive. Mm. Um, and so to you, it, it reads like perfectly normal. But <laughs> so when Lam started talking about how she is starting a business um, or she had already started a business, first she introduced it as she is a tarot card reader. And I was like, hmm, tarot card reader. <laughs> At least in the U.S., to me, that kind of sparks remembering about going to a birthday party as a kid where there's the magician and the clown and the tarot card reader. <laughs> so it, I was a little <laughs> like, huh, what's that all about? Yeah. Um, so can you explain now how your business has evolved and how you would explain to someone what you do? Mm. Well, yeah, like, great question. I I started just using the tarot cards for myself as a way of understanding my uh, subconscious because that's, that's, that's always been my approach. It's not really about fortune-telling, mm -hmm. but it's about telling you what is the truth? And it's up to you whether you, you take in that truth or not. And I found that it's just like so valuable, you know, like to be able to um, find some sort of truth from such a tool. And it's so fun. And <clears throat> yeah, like I, I was talking to Dana earlier uh, that, uh, yeah, you can use the tarot cards, you know, at birthday party too. It's, it's basically it's a tool and it's just like uh, a scissor that you know like someone uh, can use a scissor to create many beautiful things and someone uh, or like a, a baby could just hurt himself you know with that scissor so the scissor itself is just a tool it's not bad nor good so it's really up to the person and with the intention, you know, of, of what they want. And then they use the tool to find, to achieve what they want. And for me, I, I want, I always want to find the truth, like, behind everything. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that there's something more than just, like, this ordinary life, you know. So, um, yeah, that's how I started with tarot cards. And... Um, I used it as like, also like a, a tool to guide my clients uh, to find their own truth. Mm -hmm. And more and more, there, there are many clients, they come to me, they, they still book a, a session with me, but they don't really come and ask for um, guidance from tarot anymore, but they just like come right up with their problem. Mm. And they ask for my... Uh, guidance then yeah and and for me that is like um good sign that they realize uh where's the root cause um is 
in this moment it's not in the future um, yeah so that's how things have been going so far yeah that's a really key point that it's about what is happening in, in the present and what they can do in the present rather than yeah. um, at least in the U.S. when I think about a tarot card reader or a fortune teller, it's all about them telling you, oh, this is going to happen in your future. But what Lam does is more about this is what's going on now and uh, this is what you need to do right now, yeah. or maybe you don't need to do anything mm. um, and to to kind of help your future. Um, yeah, that's like uh, I, I kind of like joke around sometimes that tarot is not about fortune telling, but it's fortune healing. Mm. Yeah, it's about healing, mm -hmm. and uh, you have to do your work. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I know you've been playing around with the idea to refer to yourself as a healing coach. Yeah. So um, I know, like, there's a lot of people out there who call themselves so many different things. Mm -hmm. There's, like, healing coach, spiritual coach, yeah. empath, like, life coach, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And um, a few months ago, like, I had heard the term life coach, but didn't even really know what that meant and I was kind of skeptical like how how is anyone uh you know the the person who knows everything about life and <laughs> how to guide someone yeah. like who are you to tell me you know yes, like yes. what do you know yeah. um so what does it mean to be a healing coach to you yeah I I, I was like having exact the thoughts like like you just said mm -hmm. like yeah, that term life coach, it sounds, you know, very ambiguous and like who knows like everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then I just I just realized that it's just like a label, you know, just just like just for its convenience. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like we have our own name, so it's easier, you know, to mm -hmm. relate to each other. But it doesn't mean that that name actually describes who you are. Mm -hmm. It's just like Dana, but mm -hmm. there's so much more about Dana, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's the same with uh, this term, this label, life coach or healing coach or healer, mm, spiritual, like, teachers, you know, guide and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think um, I care more about now, I care more about what value Mm. I give to people and that helps me to gain more clarity which is what I want to offer to people clarity mm -hmm. clarity and truth because I from my experience that's the only thing that can set you free when you're clear about your emotions you know both good and considered bad mm -hmm. although I don't think there's any such thing like bad emotion um, so when you're really, really aware about yourself, like the whole spectrum of emotions, then you can be more like in tuned with yourself, with mm -hmm. your body. And once you're more in tune with your body, then naturally you're more in tune with the surrounding environment. So you become sharper. Mm. And so your response to the situation 
will become more accurate, more appropriate, more in harmony, and that's when you can really flow in life, and that's what I describe to people. What I do. So this is what I do. I help people as a healing coach. I help people to recognize that eventually they are the best healer. Okay, that I only guide them to go back to their own healer inside, and it's their responsibility and their job and their own path to to do the work. That idea of doing your own work um, really it was a was a lesson I had to learn because mm-hmm. before I, when I was back in the states and um, I was just really unhappy in my life and unsure why, and you you hear you know go abroad, discover yourself, mm-hmm. find your happiness, and travel, mm-hmm. and you go on Instagram and see all these beautiful pictures and everyone's on vacation. And I was just like, "Wow, that's what I need!" Like, mm-hmm. once I just move abroad, I'll be happy and everything will be great. And then I came out here, and yeah, at first there was a high, like, "Oh, this is so exciting! I'm in a new place. I'm meeting new people." And then after all that, you know, like six months passed by, and I'm like. So when's this whole self discovery gonna happen? Like when mm. when am I gonna know who I am? And then it was just this epiphany. Like I can't just sit around and do nothing. Like yeah. I have to do my own work to um, find myself and understand myself better. And I do want to talk about negative emotions mm-hmm. more in a little bit. But first, I want to ask you. How how do your clients know when it's time to come to you? Like, in in what sort of state is someone in where they know? Okay, I need to start looking for help from someone. Hmm. Well, it's not like they consciously know. Mm. Usually, there's some cases they conscious, but most of the time they just like. Feel like they just hit the wall, mm-hmm. and in this like state of total loss and confusion. And um, in Vietnam, the concept of seeing like a therapist is still something like very um, foreign, you know. Like people they're not familiar with that idea, and even like just thinking about it, and right away they they think that. Only like crazy people, you know, like get naked and then run around the street. It's like those are those are the people that go to see therapists, and I'm not. So why bother going there? Yeah. Um. So better go to a fortune teller. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what normal people do. Mm. So um, it's like they they're not really aware of how serious the situation is in a way. That's why I said they they unconscious. Mm. Yeah, they they're not really aware that they have so many wounds and pain and fears, like just like piling up in their system, but they they simply they don't know. Mm. You know, 
So they come to me and yeah, like ask a bunch of questions about the future. Like, oh, I'm thinking to change my job. Like, uh, and I have applied to the new company. Can you see if that's gonna work out well? And uh, um, currently I just broke up with my ex. And can you tell me when I will meet the right one? Mm, you know, and what mm-hmm. size and how does he look like? And yeah. What age? You know, like yeah, like that. Mm. And so I, I just like point them back to the place where all the problems start. Mm-hmm. It's about them not knowing who they are. Mm. And just by asking a bunch of questions about the future, actually not gonna help them to get any peace at mind, you mm-hmm. know, as they as they they expect or they think. It's like as if like oh, if I just know about the future, then I can rest. Right. So basically, the reason why you ask about the future is because you're not happy with your presence. Mm. So you hoping that your future will get better, right? Right. So if I could tell you how to fix this moment, mm-hmm. then naturally, in a way, you even can predict your future. It's going to be better. Mm. There's no other way. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you will be your own fortune teller. You don't need to go see any fortune teller anymore. You are your own fortune teller. You hear that, everyone? You are your own fortune teller. I really like that. So why can't people do this on their own? Like what mm. what tends to hold them back or stop them from seeing this or being able to do this work on their own? Oh, it's very simple because mm-hmm. no one told them to. Mm. No one taught them. Mm-hmm. No one taught us. Usually mm-hmm. our parents, they don't even know how to handle their own shits, mm-hmm. right? And growing up, we have no role models. Mm-hmm. No one like teaches us how to deal, how to feel our emotions. Like we go to school, there's no such class like that. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So we have the fear is because we don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I figure that so if there's someone show us how to do, how to deal with this, how to cope with this, or just very simple, like to understand. First thing first, we need to understand. Mm -hmm. Usually we are afraid of something because we don't understand. That is the fear of the unknown. Right. Because you don't understand. So if you could understand more about your emotions, then your the fear has to fade away. That is logic. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you know how to take care of your emotions better. And then you become the owner. You become your own parent. Mm-hmm. You become your own parents. You are there when you're down, and you know how to pamper yourself. You know how to soothe yourself from the pain, not running away, right? Not mm-hmm. even nor indulging, okay? Or asking someone to fix that for you. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you know how, then you just do it. Right. And that is what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I I show people how. Thunder going on. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we aren't taught how to deal with our emotions, and we are also taught that negative emotions are bad. Yeah, that's that's what humans are. We feel, mm-hmm. and then if you just like want to shut down half of the time, how you feel, which is um, uh, emotions, like bad negative emotions, mm-hmm. then. That is so natural. Why you feel incomplete? Mm-hmm. That you feel not whole. That you you lost the sense of who you are, and then you try to find a partner, you know, or job or something to fill up that void. Mm-hmm. While in fact, all you need to do is to accept your feelings. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. So how can you? tell um how can someone know if they are avoiding negative feelings because Mm. i feel like a lot of times we're we're, like you said we're kind of unaware of it it's like a subconscious thing yeah um one of the easiest way to know is to if your body has any sort of tension that's the sign Mm. that you're avoiding something because our body is really honest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't so, lie. yeah, like your physical body. Yes, you're saying, your physical yeah. body. Mm. If there's any s- contraction or tension anywhere, even if it's like the slightest uh, tension, it's a sign that something is not aligned with yourself. You're not being completely 100% honest with yourself. And then your body just like cringes, like, eee, like, no, Mm. hey, something's something's not right, can we talk, Mm. can we talk? And then we just like, nope, I don't want to talk about it, nope, Mm. no time for that, you know? And it's like how you were saying, you're kind of, when you do let your emotions in, it's like nursing your inner child like being mm. your own parent because if you ignore them it's it's like a parent ignoring their kid like yeah. hey i'm hungry i'm thirsty i need this i need mm. that and mm. they can't communicate for themselves and as a parent like you need to you need to know or listen to yes. what they need yeah. and what they want yeah that is what basically we call self-love mm-hmm. yeah like you know, it's time that we should stop expecting our parents to understand or to love us the way that we want them to do, to behave or to be, mm. you know? It's, it's our responsibility to, to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. not others. So if you feel like unheard, you know, misunderstood, abandoned, lonely, betrayed actually it's you that doing all that to yourself mm-hmm. and because of that only you can fix that mm. and it's possible it's possible so it's really a matter of like willingness to to do the work or not and from my uh, experience there's always uh, the time for each person we cannot force it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the right moment when an apple falls from the tree. Before that, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you try to force it, then you know that apple probably wouldn't taste that good. Yeah, because it's not the right time. It's not ripe yet. Mm. Yeah. So there's a time when you are ready. Yes. Is there ever a time when it's too late? No. 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 How could you know? How could you define if it's too late based on what? Mm. Like based on what? Like yeah, I don't know. Like see. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 is where usually the mind bumps or mm-hmm. it, it hits the wall. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. But yeah, you can say, oh yeah, it is. It's too late. Like I'm, I'm to this, to that, to this, to that, to fix it. I have so many things to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. but how do you know? Right. Yeah. Like you might as well try. Yeah. Is this kind of healing for everyone like for you who would be your ideal client that you think okay this person we are going to be able to Mm. find clarity and truth well I can only tell from my experience yeah and so far the clients that I've been working with they are is that right moment Mm -hmm. they already there it's like okay, I'm ready. It's like, I'm not going to run away uh, no matter how hard this is because I myself try everything, but none of those worked. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm willing to do whatever. Okay, so yeah, yeah, like you said before, they've kind of hit this wall and they've tried everything that everyone else tries yeah and it hasn't worked yeah it's like your willpower like dries up mm. like all this shit i i don't really know like i don't know that don't know mind is where you can really start to receive wisdom mm-hmm. before that the mind that believes that it knows it cannot really receive it can just uh-huh. like repeat itself what it thinks that it knows, but it c- cannot listen, right? So until one day, again, the right moment, it's, it sees itself like in the mirror, like, oh my God, this is all that I know. And that is like usually very painful moment, but also kind of like there's a sense of relief when you admit that you don't know. So it, it's it's like you feel like you're not obliged to know everything. And it's okay. Yeah, that's like a huge pressure yeah. lifted off. It's like, you, I should know. I should know. Yeah. No, but you, you're not. You, you shouldn't. I think it's very essential to remember. or It's, it's, a, it's like a deep knowing that... There's no way you know everything. Mm-hmm. There's no way. It's basically it's impossible. You're not supposed to know everything. And the from the, the spiritual teachers that I've known or I've met, uh, the the authentic ones, they they very honest with that mm-hmm. that they don't know. 
and because of that, that's why they can respond to the situation at every moment very efficiently because yeah. they have the student mind that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they don't like make hasty assumptions. Mm. They're being more present. Yeah, more present, more receptive, more in tune with everything, and like wait for that response arising in the body so in a way you know when someone say oh i like god god i i just received the message that god sends through me um by saying god here it i mean that it's just something bigger than us mm-hmm. it's not like a, a figure you know like jesus but something it's just something much more vast than us that's something that life force Mm. that's keeping us alive that's something is telling us what to do Mm. and that is our job is actually to listen to the cue and then we act we follow Mm. it's not our job to come up with what to do right and then we believe the opposite Mm -hmm. and that's why we always feel so nervous and Mm -hmm. anxious Mm -hmm. because this is not truth yes (laughs) and do you think that that only a certain few of people have access to this this energy that you were speaking of or do you think that we all have access to we all do mm-hmm. we're, th- we're the same yeah yeah like when you said that when you're connected to yourself more and then you feel others mm-hmm. and the same like if they're connected to themselves more they're gonna feel you and everyone else around better mm-hmm. so we have that innate gift you know yes it's like it's like in the movie the matrix that everyone has that block Mm. I never saw it. <laughs> oh, you should. You should check it out. It's really cool. Um, very educational. Uh-huh. So it's like everyone has that GPS inside them. Ooh. But it's up like to that. you whether you, first you acknowledge that you have that or mm-hmm. not. And then once you know that you have that, are you gonna, are you willing to learn how to use it? Or you still want to use someone else's GPS, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or you want someone else to take it over and, and do it for you, mm-hmm. you know? So that is the, your job. Yes. You need to realize, remember again that you have that gift inside you too. Yeah, and, and don't make it like something mystical you know something like dramatic it's just very simple it's the truth it's your inner guidance mm-hmm. that's it yeah yeah um you've said about like truth and speaker truth mm-hmm. uh what does this mean to you um it's it means to me that at every moment every moment mm-hmm. how you feel at that moment you accept it totally and express it totally 
that is speaking the truth. Mm. It's not like you feel one way and then you think that you should feel the other way, you know, and then you express it like the other way. That is not living the truth. So to speaking of the truth, sometimes it requires a lot of courage to yes. be yourself because unconsciously we have this fear that if we speak of the truth, we'll be crucified mm. like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, like if 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 I'm really who I am, then no one's gonna be with me, right? Or like people are gonna hate me. Mm-hmm. So I cannot be who I am. Mm-hmm. But again, how do you know? When mm-hmm. you actually never be who you are totally to know. Mm-hmm. And when you say to express how you feel and to speak the truth, must it be actual words like coming out of your mouth? Or is there any other way to express that is not verbal? It's actually just like inner knowing, mm. and the rest will be taken care of by your body. It knows if it needs to express verbally, physically, or it's just like inner knowing between you and you, you know, mm. like between the parents and the child, and mm. that's enough, you know. It's like, okay, I got you, and then there's actually no need to express it anymore because there's like connection already mm-hmm. yeah it's just like if you really 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 understand how angry you are you most of the time you wouldn't feel the need to lash out on others mm-hmm. or, or have to express it in certain ways because there's like deep knowing inside mm. And mm-hmm. that is what you're craving for. You're craving for some deep, intimate connection, right? That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like someone loves me unconditionally, no matter what I do, no matter how ugly or bitchy I am, you know? Yes. Okay, so I have really just two more questions. Okay. Um, so what would a session look like with you? So when mm-hmm. people come to you, mm-hmm. like what happens? What do you do with them? It actually depends on each individual. Um, because, you know, like there are different kind of personalities and gender and age and background. You know, if it's Vietnamese or if it's foreigners, it's different the way how we deal with it. And um, usually it, it takes like uh, many sessions to um, really start digging into that hole. Mm. And so usually the, the first two or three sessions is for like warming up mm. and where I like explain to them how the mind works, you know, the, the defense mechanism and um, explain to them why the patterns that running from generations and it ends up with them and they're carrying the same thing and how those patterns uh, cause the consequences that have been experienced for their whole life 
without them actually understanding why, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot of talk. Mostly it's me talking, <laughs> and then after that, it's them that um, talking about more about their backgrounds and uh, their fears and their concerns. And I would ask them. So there are two types of clients. Ninety-nine uh, percent they want to feel good. Mm -hmm. Only one, the other one percent, they want the truth. Mm. And depends on what they want, I will adjust the way that I guide them. But eventually, it's all about the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, there's some people that they're not really ready for the truth yet. Mm -hmm. So, but I can see there's some sincerity there and despair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah. And they think that they want to feel good, but actually what they want is the truth. But, you know, it's kind of like too far to even mention at that moment. So we start with uh, feeling good first. And then, like, slowly I kind of, like, you know, lure them <laughs> into this the path. <laughs> come closer, my pretty. Yes, come here. Come, come. <laughs> so that's good to know that it's not just a one-time thing. Like, it's oh. not like, all right, one session, boom, we found clarity. See ya, see you later. Oh, wow, that is like, yeah, I haven't experienced that ever. And uh, in the... the spiritual world mm -hmm. uh like they they said that uh only like very few people that actually have that kind of like one-time thing and then they just like out of that suffering mode you know and then everything is in tune and harmony mm. it's like uh, Eckhart Tolle the the book of the power of now oh yeah he's like one of those rare people that it's just like one-time thing, mm -hmm. and then boom, awake. Mm. Yeah, but very rare. 99% of us is like a gradual process. Mm -hmm. Okay, like we understand something, we make the same mistakes, and then we can see why we do that, and then we understand something more, and then the next time some some similar situations happen we we kind of like we we can choose whether we want to follow the old pattern mm. or we choose to go with this new understanding and there are many times that you're still gonna make mistakes but every time you make mistakes it's gonna get like less and less and less until someday it's gonna stop Mm -hmm. It's just like a, a wheel, you know, that's mm -hmm. slowing down a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And one day it will stop. Will it stop completely? Or do you think that we are always kind of learning and evolving until the day we die? I think it's the latter. Like, because how do you know? Mm. Like when you're like, 
I'm done. Yeah. Again, yeah. Like based on what? <laughs> right. Like, it's again. It's just like a fantasy in yeah. your mind. Like oh, yeah. that day when I'm done, I can relax. Yeah. I can enjoy whatever. Uh huh. But how do you know? Yeah. Um, my last question is. If someone wants to start doing this deep work and maybe they can't afford to go to a healing coach mm-hmm. or like what kinds of things can you do on your own or what did you do um, to get to the place where you are now? Um, intention. Basically, once you have that intention to grow up, the universe will help you. The universe will bring you everything you need. Books, teachers, friends, guides, you know, everything will be there if, you, if you're ready for that, mm. you know. So for me, it's when I had that moment of clarity that, oh my God, everything is my responsibility. And I, I cannot blame anyone I had been blaming everyone but myself. And then it just turned out that it actually everything started from me. So that's when I started to question and find some ways to to understand more about myself, about my patterns, how to fix it. Like there's so many things about me that I thought I knew, but turns out that I don't. Mm. And then I just started to read a lot of books, and I did meditation, even though at that point I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> was called meditation. Uh-huh. It's just my body very, again, like very, it's so wise. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it just like randomly sit down. <laughs> for hours mm. without feeling tired or anything. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's that's how it started. Mm. So how can people get in touch with you if they're curious to work with you or what else kind of projects mm. can people join? Um, so I'm going to uh, host some workshops in Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, that's called emotional clarity, where uh, we're gonna explore uh, many different methods to get in touch to your inner child and mostly the negative emotions, anger, sadness, sorrow, you know, all of those emotions uh, by journaling, eye healing. Uh, tree hugging, <laughs> water healing, like so many things. But again, they're just like techniques from the beginning. Eventually, I hope that I could guide people into something deeper than that. Um, and to uh, get in touch with me, you can contact me at my website at lumstarot.com. And do people need to be in Ho Chi Minh City or do you do some Skype sessions? Oh, I have clients all over the world. And Perfect. Yeah, and probably it's, I don't know, it's, it's a blessing or it's because of my years of practice that I could feel and connect with people, even just over a phone call. I don't even need to see your face. 
but I can feel your energy and we we can just like I I from a lot of my clients feedback it just feel like a soulmate like someone that they feel like they've known for so long and because I really sincerely I care and I know what it's like you know feeling lost and very confused and nervous and but as long as you have the will to to start living different life will help you yes and maybe I could help you and I can totally vouch for her that she can help you she is (laughs) she'll she'll message me on Facebook here and there like every now and again saying how are you feeling and it always seems to come at a time where I'm feeling like shit and I just like (laughs) she lets me just go off and like unload on her and she just loves me no matter what and it's so amazing so I'm so happy we could have this talk this has been so interesting and I hope that the people listening to this podcast will reach out to you and start their own healing journey yeah it's it's really lovely mm-hmm. to sit here in a home sauna with you sweating like pigs <laughs> and like still feeling like so much love and, yes. and fun so yeah thank you again for giving me this chance to really express um what I do and how I feel and hopefully this message uh, will reach out to the right people at the mm-hmm. right time and I believe it, it will that's how it works there's no other way mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this please don't doubt yourself and just take in the message okay and just let it sink in let it digest okay absolutely yeah. All right, guys, we are literally sweating to death (laughs) in this blanket, so we're going to go, but thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creators in Saigon podcast. The music for the podcast was created by Lewis Wright, and the cover art was created by Priyanka Mehta, both creators in Saigon. Everything else is done by yours truly. I hope this discussion has inspired you to create and to learn more about who you are. If you or someone you know would be a good guest for the podcast, send me a direct message over on Instagram at creatorsinsaigon or email me at creatorsinsaigon at gmail.com. If you are a business owner with a product, service, workshop, event, anything you think this community would benefit from knowing about, I'd love to collaborate with you. So send me an email and let's see what we can make happen. I want to make this show better and better for you guys. So please, if you have any feedback or ideas for me, I'd love to hear them. I have some exciting ideas of my own and some incredible guests lined up for the future. So keep coming back for more. I also want as many people in Saigon to hear these messages as possible. So I need your help to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, share in your social media, and share it with your friends. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.